morning, everybody. This is Be Without Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM in the great state of Seattle. We got a good show for you today. We got our friends back on from a kind heart. And as you guys know from listening to me over the years, um, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. And I love that they're a sponsor of our show. But I really always look at it as a personal service announcement more than uh, than be a sponsor because it's something that uh, this is going to hit all of us. Uh, you cannot escape getting older. Like it's kind of like the taxes, age, and death. It's just something that happens. Uh, and there's a lot of you listening to my show that your parents are in this uh, this time frame. And so this is something that is it's important to educate, and that's why I'm here. I, you know, I want to give you some facts before you introduce the crew here. But in case you're not aware, every day until 2030, so we've got another seven years, 10,000 baby boomers will turn 65. But the thing that shocks me is seven out of 10 will require long-term care. So uh, this is a good market, but it's also something where a lot of people are going to require that care because we're all living long. The other things, too, is uh, these are based on Genworth facts from a, a survey there. 79% of the people that want long-term care would like it at home. And my dad did. In fact, my dad said, hey, if you ever send me to a nursing home, I'm going to shoot myself. He was a little bit hardcore, but uh, it's true. He wanted to stay home. Um, but the thing about it is something for all of you listening, 56% of those providing care at home are women, 45% of men. But they all had said in the survey they were negatively affected satisfying their own work requirements. Uh, 40% of men and 27% of women had major loss in annual income. So uh, this is why A Kind Heart is here because they provide excellent care, excellent care services, uh, both in-home and at different um, institutional services, too, as well. Um, I do want to talk about there's because every I do this once in a while uh, before we get into uh, talking with the team here. Um, I want to provide a testimonial because these are important. I haven't done this with a kind heart yet. and They've been on the show a few times. This is from a, a lady named Patricia Keach, and I wanted to share this with you guys listening. She said, when my mom needed more attention than institutional care provided with memory issues as well, a kind heart was so comforting and helpful. They even moved her in, which that's phenomenal, you guys. It's awesome you did that. Uh, the caregivers were all genuine and skillful and always cheerful. They accommodated her dietary preferences and coordinated all her on-site in-care, recommending excellent primary care on auxiliary providers. The facility is lovely, clean, and spacious with nice outdoor space. Great communication with the family was always possible. When hospice was necessary, it was an excellent seamless process as they worked with hospice nurse to increase care levels. Excellent care, wonderful setting, and peace of mind always. And, you know, uh, I'm going to introduce, uh, we got Bernard back on the show. How are you doing, Bernard? How are you doing? Good. It's good to have you back, man. I know it's been a while. You were uh, uh, out of country and now you're back in the States and back down. Yeah, actually working, not out of the country. <laughs> okay, you were working. I got it. Okay. Yeah. And then we also have, uh, we have Ian, uh, Ian Francis. Ian, how are you? Hi, Pete. I'm good. How are you today? You're like as happy as always. That's great. Yeah, of course. <laughs> You're always happy. Every day. Yeah. And then we have Kimberly. 
So Kimberly Cruz, how are you doing, Kimberly? Good. How are you, Pete? I'm doing well. And then we have Princess Capistrano. Hi, Pete. How are you? Good. Good. We got the whole team here. And then we have a special guest who's going to come on near the end of the show. She's uh, she's an actual client of a kind heart. She's going to talk about her experience, which I think is fantastic. Her name is Joan Berge. Joan, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. Good. It's good to have you. We'll we'll hear your story near the end of the show, which will be great. So, you know, guys, uh, Bernard, I want to talk to you before you get in the first question, just really quickly. You know, in that quote, and this, I, I'm telling you from my own experience with my mom and my dad and all that kind of thing, the, and I know Dar will speak for this too, is that peace of mind is so, so important to families. Uh, is that something you hear often about the peace of mind? Yes. A lot of the clients, uh, the reason why they, 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 they take our service is because of, they want to have that peace of mind um, as we are a full service. And uh, we're also excited to let you know that uh, we are transitioning to home health. Um, okay. So we will have a complete uh, service, including uh, nurses and RNs, LPNs. Yeah. And hopefully we will transition to a more of a holistic and complete service for every elderly needs. That's awesome. Now, because that's your kind of your new thing at uh, Kindheart, and you, you in the the notes you shared with me, it talks about a nursing pool license. Can you explain kind of what that is and how that ties into what you just talked about? The nursing pool is uh, technically um, so we provide CNA, NA, and HCA now for for the caregiving in people's home. Now with nursing pool, we're just adding the licensed nurses and LPN into our system so that we are able to do the same thing that we're doing except for a higher level. Okay. Now, did you, so just so we all, I'm clear on everybody listening is, did you have, so you have registered nurses and LPN. Did you have registered nurses before? Or is that something new? Only my wife. <laughs> oh, only your wife. Okay, so she was yeah. representative yeah, of what, Yeah, it has to be included under the Department of Health. Okay. So the nursing pool is actually an, an additional license into our license that we can now provide those kind of services with okay. nurses and LPN. And actually, we, we can add more services under home health instead of home care. Uh, home health is more of a complete uh uh, um, service for elderly, but we can't mention any other services yet because we just started it and we're trying to build it up. Because home health is pretty broad in a way. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can do PT, OT, and everything else, but we we're not, we don't have those services yet. We're just trying to transition off from a home care to a home health uh, agency. Okay. So, in, Bernard, in your mind, since we're talking about that, what in your mind, what, what's the difference or primary differences between home health and home care? Home health is a little bit, uh, we can actually do things that home care can't do. Like uh, we can provide nurses that can give shots and uh, they can, we can take uh, blood draws. Uh, we can even uh, use PT okay. and all that stuff. So it's more of a more medical. Of medical field. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and so the uh, so that provides a broader set of services. That makes sense. And then you know, one thing that people and I always wonder too is so if you could explain like you have the RN and the LPN, 
Uh, I know they both go to school to get their degrees, but what what yeah. are the primary differences or job duties that an RN can do that maybe an LPN can't do or vice versa? Um, our, uh, LPN is two years of school and RN has a BSRN has a four-year degree. Um, they, they can't do certain things in certain settings. So certain uh, facilities won't take LPN while they will take an RN because of their license. You right. know, and the, um, under the Department of Health. So we can't, you know, um, but we, we both provide them. Okay. But as far as the functional duties for home health in your world and a kind heart, what sure. does RN do versus an LPN as far as in home health care? Uh, it, it's more of a specific uh, specific job task that RN can do and LPN can do. Um, like there's, uh, they can do like, Trake and all the peg tube and things like those specific, but there's so many to mention that they can't do. Okay, so Rian, I know you want to jump in on this one to answer. I always thought an RN they're the ones that could administer medicine and things like that. Yeah, so I think that the the, there are there are a lot there are big um, difference between LPN and RN. Yeah. Um, To put it in a simple manner, I would say that you know LPN can provide basic medical care. Or in RN, they will handle the substantial care for the client. So let's put it in a simple definition okay. by, by, by that one. Yeah. Well, I know the RNs, uh, you know, I went to Seattle University and the engineering, I got an engineering degree and it was right next door to the nursing school. And I had friends that were nurses and getting a BS degree in nursing is not easy. That's a tough yeah. degree. It's like engineering degree. So it's... It's great it's that you guys process. have access. It is. It's a lot of education yes. and a lot of technical stuff. You know, we were dealing with, you know, designing and building things, and they were dealing with the human body. So, yeah. Uh, but it's still very, very rigorous. Um, so that's great you guys have. One thing I want to ask um, before we wrap up this segment, I'm going to go back to you, Bernard, a little bit. Is So within this home health, you, I, I just want to make sure, I know we talked about this a few uh, shows ago, but just to bring it up again is, can you explain the difference between post-acute care and long-term care as it relates to home health? That would be Ian's. Uh, Ian's okay, <laughs> Ian, jump in. So I, I really want to help people understand that. Yeah. Um, Arden, what's, what's, what's the question? Again? So the, que- <laughs> the question <laughs> is, uh, so I, you know, I just want to make sure everybody understands who's listening to the show. As it relates to home health and this nursing pool license and nurses, what is the difference between a post-acute care situation and a long-term care situation? Well, if you, if I will relate it to, to the industry that we are we are we are in right now, I would say that um, for the post-acute um, care, um, we have clients that, um, for example, they experience um, fall, like incidents like fall. Okay. So initially, we will take care of the client until recovery. And then we have clients that um, under a long-term care. Yeah. So those are the types of clients that needs our services in, long, in a much more longer time. So, yeah. Okay. So basically, bottom line is post-acute like a rehab, where it's long-term yeah. care, like my mother, where she's, she's requiring it. Okay. Yeah. We go back. Okay. We're going to get into uh, a whole bunch of just really cool stuff. And one thing, because I know you guys are a bunch of techniques like myself, uh, I found out that uh, Kind Heart now has an app service. We're going to talk with them about that. Sounds really cool. 
So that off beat. This is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. I am having a great discussion here. I want to, guys, if you, you you know the drill, I always tell you to get a pad of paper and pencil, and probably a lot of you already have. You know, I've been doing this for, what, 15 years or so. So if you have it, guys, if you're, if, if you are of my age as a baby boomer with elderly parents or you are elderly and you're thinking, Hey, I might need a little extra help here. Uh, you want to, you want to give these guys a call. Um, you can call them at 206-866-4446. Uh, and is Kimberly still, is she still the ones taking the phone calls? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Kimberly, you're going to still do that. All right, so they can talk to you on the phone. Oh, which one? Uh, can they, if they give the if they call the that number, the two hundred six number is do, who answers? Yes. Okay, yes. you answer. Yes. Okay, good. So that's Kimberly. You're listening to on the radio here. She's going to be up a little bit later on, or you can check them out too at a kindheart.info. But I'll tell you what, you know, I always tell you guys, it's good to check out on the website. And you can see what they have, and they've updated their website. It looks fantastic. But if you really want to get some good answers and information and some feedback where they can come out and do an assessment and things like that, my recommendation is just give them a call. And that way you can get the whole process started. Um, you know, it's not the thing about it is just because you're asking for help doesn't mean that you need full time care. Uh, in fact, I want to ask you about that, Bernard, before we go any further. And the next question is. Do you have a lot of clients that just require a little bit of care or part time care? They don't, it's not too heavy duty for them. Yes. Uh, sometimes they just uh, call for post-surgery, um, okay. two hours, three hours. Yeah. So it could be um, temporary or it even could yeah, be later. Yeah, we have a lot of those inquiries, yes. Okay, perfect. All right. And actually, that service is more uh, is more demand than the longer services. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, good. All right, so we're going to jump into um, – so, Ian, I wanted to ask you about um, – Kind of the, you know, we were talking off air and you hear this, we've heard this over the years. Uh, you know, I'm from tech and everybody in, in the corporations, they talk about, you know, high quality of services, high quality of service that. And so, you know, what I'd like to know from a kind heart with home health care services, how do you ensure quality of care? So it's not just a buzzword, you actually are living and doing Oh, yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to quality of care, DOH have a set of standards that needs to be followed in order for all the agencies to provide a quality care for the client. But here, for here in our agency for a kind heart, um, I think our edge compared to other agencies is that we have a very, th- one is we have a very thorough charting. So our caregivers are required to chart almost everything that's going on with our client. Let's say, for instance, as you have mentioned earlier, the monitoring of the water intake and right. output of the client. That is something that is very important in maintaining the, the health of our, aside from maintaining, monitoring the health of our clients. So things like that are included in our charting. And then aside from that, our caregivers will um, submit their daily charting to our care managers at the end of their shift. And then our care managers will evaluate their task um, taken during the day 
And then aside from that, our care managers visits our client, our clients like twice a week in order for them to monitor the performance of our caregivers. And aside, and then additionally, our care, I mean, our care managers connects with not only with the client, but the family as well on how they are. Um, are they satisfied or are they, um, do they agree to the care plan? So things like that. So we are very hands-on when it comes to that. Okay. But it, so you, you talked about water as like an example, because like, I brought that up with my mom. But yeah. what, what are a couple other protocols as examples where you're charting and providing that consistent quality of care? Yeah, then aside from that, we also monitor the behavior of our clients. Okay. That is something that is very, very important as well. Because, you know, um, in this in, in this industry, we often encounter clients that um, needs monitoring when it comes to their behavior. Because some of them are taking behavioral meds. So by okay. monitoring the behavior of our client throughout the day, we will identify what is the right timing for that medication. It helps so our time. So that's a great, actually, that's a great example. So this, this talks about, you know, kind heart and team effort you guys provide yep. out the nursing pool, because it seems to me when you're taking behavioral medication, that can't really be a CNA that monitors that. Is that true? Or is it more of a nurse that would do that? Or how do you guys see that? Um, there's, there's a format for our behavioral chart. Okay. So our, yeah, and then our caregivers are trained how to do the the charting, and then from there they will identify. We will identify that the entire team will identify the the behavior of the client throughout the day, and then from there, if we see something that is not, I mean, unusual, unusual remarks, yeah. we will refer it to the the rest of the members of the team, including the pr- primary physicians or the community health director or anyone in charge in the wellness center. Okay. Got it. And then, because, you know, one of the most common, I would think is not to me anyway, it wouldn't be so much behavioral medications. It would be the onset of dementia. Yes. That happens with yes. a lot of elderly people, unfortunately. But as that happens, it, it's kind of a, one of these things that it just kind of creeps in slowly, right? It's not like a flip a switch and all of a sudden yes, they have it's, it's, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a gradual process. So, so how does your, in your charting and awareness, how does your CNA to your care manager to the doctors, how does, how is that, uh, <laughs> you know, assessed? And then how does that close the loop with not only the, the, the patient, but also the family? Um, so using the observations that our, our caregivers was able to, to chart, and then we will refer it to the, 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 the rest of the team wherein they will evaluate those chartings. And then from that, we will, we will be able to identify the progress of the clients and say, for instance, dementia. Okay. So yeah. it's really, uh, it starts with the person who's giving the daily care, which is primarily. Yes, yes, because they are the one who's with the client like every throughout yeah. the day. So they are the one who will first um, notice those changes. And, and those. And I would changes, imagine if the caregiver or care managers are coming in twice a week, they probably notice things too if they're talking to the, to the client. Yes, yes, that's part of their job as well. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, that that's great. Thank you, Ian, for that. I appreciate it. So... It's obviously, you know, quality is not just the buzzword. You guys, this is kind of yeah. how you work, which is great. All right, so Princess, I want to ask you, 
Um, so, you know, every, every client is different, obviously. And so it's a custom approach. It's one off. And so how, how does, you know, kind heart take that approach to home health care? So, um, we understand that every client is different and they have their unique needs and preferences. So, um, that's why we take like a personal approach to care. I will conduct the assessment of each client so that way I would understand their specific needs and their requirements. And I will work closely with the families and caregivers um, to develop, you know, an, inv- an individualized care plan. So this care plan is um, personalized by what they need. And um, so that way we could also tailor their care. Um, so me as a care manager, I will meet with the clients and the family so I could review their medical history and then i will conduct a home safety check fall risk assessment and so that way i could also learn with the with their interests and hobbies so yeah and they're also their life experiences and all that stuff okay. yeah and so this is something you're doing you're sitting down and talking to the client and yeah. you the family as well to occur to get the kind of a holistic feedback yeah, yeah. I actually do um, connect with the families um, almost every day. Once I get um, an update from our caregivers, if something unusual happened, I will call the families right away. And also our our the POAs, the, fa- the relatives will get a weekly report from me every Friday. So that way, even if they're away with their families, their loved ones, they will still feel connected. Okay, awesome. Good. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with a kind heart. Got some more questions here about that. Plus, we're going to get to the app section. Something I really want to talk about. With that, I'm Pete. This is All Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM in the great state of Seattle. we got a great show. Um, guys, I'll tell you what. If you... Um, I'm going to give you their phone number and uh, website again. It's for a kind heart. Uh, you should go listen. These, you know, we have these shows and they're on uh, at minorrequest.com forward slash home matters or just go up to minor request and search for home matters. Um, but we have these, these previous shows from a kind heart and perpetuity up there. And they're really worth listening to because every time we have them on, we cover different subject matter. And it's a great way to educate yourself. Um, prior to giving them a call. Um, their phone number is 206-866-4446. That's 206-866-4446. And uh, you can actually talk to Kimberly, who uh, we're going to be talking to here in a bit in the show. Or if you want to go check out their website, uh, it's at akindheart.info. And uh, they have done an update on their site. And it's, uh, it's Bernard, it's a lot better, man. You did a good job. <laughs> so I like it. It's, it's beautiful. So, but it, you know, it provides really good information, and that's the key. So that's uh, what we're all about. Okay, Princess, I wanted to to um, kind of wrap up with you, but I, you know, you talked about the personalized approach, you know, the home health in the last segment, and you know, just to make it really real for people, 
because you know I have my own situation with my mother, but what what uh, what are some a couple of examples of unique needs that an individual might have? How do you assess that both with care and with dignity? And then how is that communicated both to the client and to the family? Um, I had we had a client before. Um, so um, this client lives in the facility. So the family wanted her to have that dignity to be able to like still hang out with her friends with the facility and will be able to go to the dining area um, because that's what how she used to do. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we still encourage her clients and our caregivers to take them to the garden, walk them to the garden, take them to the dining area, let them um, have a chit chat with their friends. Um, so that way, you know, the family will say um, that they're happy and so, and, and um, so that they're, that they could see their, their parents or their loved ones still be able to do those stuff. Yeah. No, it's very cool. Now, I'll tell you a really funny story about my mom. So there's a lot of people that uh, listen to this show that know my mother, Pat. And a uh, big shout out to all her friends down there, Olympia, Washington. But, you know, every time my mom, when she, uh, every once in a while, she starts yelling help when we're out in public. And I always go, Mom, you can't yell help. So I always tell her, look, if you yell help, we're going to have a wheelchair race. And she goes, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped her yelling help. <laughs> But, you know, it's just fun stuff like that. You, know, you can be lighthearted. You know, have dignity. It's like, hey, it is what it is. You're in a chair, but we can still go out and have fun. You know, and do things. Thanks, Francis. I appreciate that, man. Okay. Um, so we're going to jump over now to tech. And uh, this is back to Bernard. So you have a, a new app. Tell me about this when kind of what it does. We are uh, currently developing an app. As you might know that. What we do requires a lot of thinking. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of communication and paperwork and yeah. writing. And, yeah. So what, what the app does is because the app, we always have a hard time scheduling people to, to cover shifts and also communicating with our caregivers okay. and with our clients. What the app does is almost like an Uber for what we do, meaning if there's a request for a chef or someone needs help, they will just input the the request online or in the app, and then it will match to the proper caregiver based on the parameters that they would put in, whether they need a CNA, HCA, NAR, or uh, specific skills that the caregivers will have that they, they request. So, for example, I need a person that can lift a heavier weight or I need a person that knows how to use this machine um, we can match those. And um, we are developing this app because we want to be able to have a business that does, that, that, that concentrate on the client care more than the actual logistics of this business. So once this app is done, it would be more of an automatic system where clients can input their needs and then we can just match them with the person. And our job is to really just make sure that our our, uh, our caregivers and our staff are properly trained and qualified, and then once that's done, the app will do its thing, and it will 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 be able to focus more on the actual care rather than yeah. the logistics. Well, yes. In, in my role, uh, as you guys know, I'm a soccer company. We call it front facing. So what you're you're saying is 
the actual client or the family of the client downloads the app and they can put in their requirements and yes. then get a match based on the whatever set of questions. Correct. And then that then communicates in your back office with, okay, these are the requirements that this particular family needs. And yeah. and you review that and assign that particular person or how, how does Correct. that? Okay. So you will have a parameter involved in all of that. Are they are they assessing what's on the app now? Yes. So the assessment will add all of the parameters. It's just we call them toggles okay. that will be on and off, on and off, so that it will match it to the proper caregiver or uh, staff. Yeah. And the idea is when you have this kind of app, you will have a bigger pool of employees that you can use because yeah. nowadays we are in a, what they call a gig economy where nobody want to work full-time anymore, and then they can just work two, three days, and it gives all of our staff flexibility to be able to work. And um, as you know, we are short of staff everywhere. And this so is... Then, are you going to allow... So are you going to make it so that uh, different um, uh, CNAs, RNs, LPNs, they can apply on your app, too, as far as the pool, the work pool? That, that would be the second phase, the but future. you would still want them to come in meet them, train them, and then they fill up the application, make sure that they are the requirements are all proper. Uh, it's kind of like Uber. They check your car if it's running right. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're trying to do. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about kind of the way you described it. So Uber to me is like, okay, well, if I have an immediate need, I have this caregiver in this site and like ways it's a little icon and they make their way over to, yeah. to the house. It's kind of like, it's, it seems like it's more like DoorDash, where it's like I have a need and I got to get that delivered to my house, or maybe it's both. I don't, I don't know. Do you, do you handle situations where someone has like an immediate need where they need to get matched up with a caregiver like right away, or is this if, more? If the app will work the way we are picturing it, that's what we wanted to do. Okay, um, but, wow, that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, of course we have to go through testing phase. See if it works well, and then probably the kings, but it won't come out till December. So we'll okay. fi- we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, no, it's good, and it does. It's significant because you got to make sure it's stable and it works. And yeah, very very important. Yeah. Because imagine handling two hundred caregivers. Yeah, trying to yeah. With everybody, it's going to be a mess. So that's the reason. Well, why but it's very forward thinking because I don't know. Yeah. How many competitors that have something like that? Do you? I mean, there are other companies that uses are that that kind of system, but it's mostly for scheduling. Okay. Not to match the skill level, which is what we're trying to add in. Will you, think in any phase in the future, will you have the ability so that the family can interact with the caregiver on the app and communicate and message back and forth? Is that something you're thinking about? Um, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to have star rating of caregivers so that way. Uh, we know who's performing properly or, you know, reviews, things like those. Yeah. But like I said, we have to go through a testing phase if, it, if it's even a good idea to do that. Uh, you know, we don't want people talking bad online, <laughs> things like those. Well, so. you know, but I'll tell you what, man, I, I think that would, I know it's down the road maybe as a phase three for you guys, but if you have the ability to have the family be able to interact and message with the caregiver, uh, and even, you know, down the road, maybe even do, you know, a video stream where they could be there and they could pop in and, or, but sure. at least just do like text messaging back and forth. That'd be great because it gives you the ability to talk directly with the guy. I wish that, wow, you know, I would, I'd use that all the time if I had that for my mom. Yeah, we have to be very careful because there's some kind of re- rules and regulations. Well, you got HIPAA and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's something yeah. you have to 
consider I get it. But I mean, from a functional standpoint, that's really cool. I think the phase one is, is, is awesome and unique where you can increase your pool. And like you said, yes. it's the gig economy and not everybody wants to work five days a week. So you can increase your pool, provide great services, and you still have that face-to-face human interaction where you're, you're vetting these individuals. Yeah, and it's the only way we can compete with bigger uh, companies because yeah. now they're not tied into a uh, nine-to-five job seven days a week. You know what I mean? So they can work thirty days straight and be off for two months. You know, that's yeah. how most of our workers are. They yeah. want to have the flexibility and then go have fun. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. That sounds like I, I'm excited to see that so on a future show. You know, whether it's December or Q1 or next year. Once you get that going, uh, I'd love to have a show, you know, talking more about that and kind of we can discuss what it does and um, kind of talk through the features and functions of it. So thanks for sharing that. That's exciting. So, okay, we got uh, uh, our next uh, subject I want to talk about is kind of patient safety and compliance. I don't who who's the person to speak on that? Uh, normally, the patient care and compliance is usually take. Uh, taking care by a care manager was his princess. Okay. So when, All right. when, when it comes to the patient's care. Okay. So uh, let's do this because we, we have one more minute left, I think. It's where we're at. So let's wrap this segment up. Princess, what, what I want to talk to you about uh, when we get back in the next segment is like, how do you handle infection pro, you know, control protocols? I mean, we just had this big thing called COVID for a couple of years. But, you know, there's other things besides that. Infection comes up. Also, you know, regulations for safety and compliance, that kind of thing. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Princess quickly about those kinds of things as far as safety and compliance for a kind heart. With that on Pete, this is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. We're having a good discussion here with a kind heart. Um, they are uh, everywhere. Pretty much, you're listening. Oh, you know, Bernard. I forgot to ask. But like, how far like south do you go? Are you in just King and Pierce County and Snohomish, or uh, we are in Snohomish, King County, uh, we're pretty much everywhere. Okay. Um, do you go all the way down to like where I where I grew up in Thurston County? Do you go down far? Sometimes we do, depending if we can match the proper care. Well, I guess you know when you get the app, you'll be able to do that, which would be great. We're actually in the talk of uh, expanding to California, so. Wow. Good for you. So, so you're going to skip over Oregon? What's wrong with Oregon? We just skip Oregon. <laughs> we have a connection in California. Oh, okay. I got it. It's well, a lot easier to establish when you have someone there ready. I know. And the other thing, too, or, uh, California has 44 million people, so yeah, a lot of them are yeah. elderly. <laughs> Yeah, we have a stepping stone there, let's just say. Yeah, there you go. Okay, good. Well, you can you can get back up. You can do California and then squeeze your way back up into Oregon. Unless you know somebody in Oregon. <laughs> I know a lot of people. Maybe I do. All right. Uh, I do want to go back um, to, because we were talking about uh, patient safety and compliance, and we did, Princess, you covered that a little bit, but one of the things, and this is really important because, you know, if you guys, if you listen to past shows of my mom, She's gotten some very bad UTIs and sometimes it turned into sepsis, which is very dangerous. And then we have this little thing called COVID. And then you have our flu and viruses that kill, you know, a lot of people every year that are compromised. So how do you guys uh, train for infection control protocols? What do you do with that? 
So for the infection control, we have this, we came up with this risk assessment. So after two or three days of our service, I will go there and um, conduct the risk assessment um, that includes infection control. So our caregivers would know what to do if a client has, you know, COVID, um, that they will have to wear mask, PPE and all that. Um, and also... Um, in, in regards of the infection control, they also have our caregivers will also have to use, you know, hand hygiene. They have to wash their hands all the time um, and check um, the client's um, vital signs and all that. So and then after that, I will connect with our team and talk to them about about what is going on with the client. But So the question I have, the, the I guess what I'm curious about is you talked about how your your team is protected in case the client gets something but how do you how did you how do you protect the client from your team because usually that's where the stuff comes into the house right or sorry princess actually before our um staff or actually we, before we send a staff to our client's room we um conduct a background check first and they are required to give us um their clear tb testing Okay. their vaccination and then they do um need to actually um get an examination after they're done on the ship with any clients that has some in- infection especially with the covid now so each step that will be assigned to this client that um for example they do have a covid they will be required to take the test after that and and if they are actually you know got exposed into it they will be um out from that client and then at the same time we will ensure that we will notify both family and both of our staff side that um you know there's something going on right now so we will actually um conduct another risk assessment plan that will fall into princess and then um yeah that's pretty um actually we do follow the safety and compliance given by the oh by so yeah. before we uh, also because so i know about osha but is what what is the industry compliance organization you guys have to follow um for for actually for doh they do have the hepatitis um risk assessment compl- um, compliance form they also have the tb assessment form so anything um that will run in onto those two they, the those steps that will be involved onto those things needs to go to a clinic and get their test done. And is that a, is that a test on a certain protocol frequency, or is that just a one time thing when you're hired? Um, they have to to get it every time they get uh, exposed. Okay, okay. So, and that's an OH requirement, an industry requirement. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That's that's only if they fall in on the positive side. But then, knock on the wood. Of course, right now everything's going okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's hard to know. I mean, and you know, the thing is, you know, in a lot of situations, it's with people coming into the home. I mean, it may not be your your employee. It may be somebody that came into the home with a virus and gave it to them. Now you're exposed and then you don't know where the thing came from. So then you got to deal with it. And it's not necessarily always COVID. It could be bad flu virus, right? So. Yes, yes. You have to deal with it. So yeah, it requires us to reshuffle our staff so that they're not all. Yeah. I mean, I'm that's how my mom got COVID. It was brought into the facility by their workers. Uh, you know, I mean, they have a life outside of the facility. So, you know, what happened. And at that time, COVID was rampant. 
And so it just you yeah. Know, usually, when we staff uh, individuals in their own home, we try to use the same uh, caregivers. We don't mix them around. So yeah. it, it helps a lot with the spreading. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sorry, just to add up on that one, um, before we send also the staff there, normally, mo- actually, most of the clients do request the background check and then the TB, uh, TB, TB test, TB test, TB test. and they have the COVID vaccination form. So they do know they're cleared. That's what's mostly happening right now. Got it. That makes sense. Well, that's good. It sounds like you guys got that covered and you're following all the regs, which is a good thing, too, as well. Okay, now I've been waiting for this the whole show, and I'm glad we're finally here. Get to talk to Joan Berge, who is a, a client of a kind heart. Joan, I'm really glad to have you on the show. Thank so, you. I, I'd love to hear your story of, of what, um, you know, kind of your story with a kind heart and uh, what's going on there. Okay, I came about three, four months ago with the need to get more care. And I became fascinated with the concept of kind hearts where you had the opportunity to motivate yourself to get better. I love it. Ah, okay. So that was the big the big selling point for you was that philosophy of they want you to get better. Did you come in was it temporary care, or are you doing long-term care with them? Long-term care. I came in with temporary care. Okay. It was working. I wasn't satisfied. Okay. And the opportunity to work with kind hearts and begin to choose, earn, if you will, the less care. The first thing that happened, I got to go on my own to the bathroom at night because I could physically do it. Yeah, this was that's new, huge. Yeah. It's freedom. Like yeah. you believe. And now you can't believe I am down to one. My Sunday is all mine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's your me time. <laughs> I couldn't be here. I love what we're doing. Yeah, that's great. You know, the I, John, I, I hear that from even from my mother. Uh, independence, no matter what age you are, it looks like you're a very independent woman. And yeah, having that independence is so, so important, I, I think. So that's really great that you are doing that. So do they, does a kind heart, do they come into your home now once a week and kind of work with you a little bit or what, what, what is your current care with them? Yes. Uh, kind hearts. Uh, yes. Checks on me and how I'm doing. Ask me a lot of questions about my <laughs> Rana. My, Rana is my caregiver. Exceptional. She knows yeah. more what's happening than I do. And uh, I am just thrilled to be a part of Kind Hearts. That's great. That's great. Well, I'm so glad to have you on the show. I'm glad you're getting your independence back. Big shout out to Ronham. Uh, it's great to, to see that you're making it back and you're getting your independence back and your freedom back. So good for you. That's great. Thank you. And Bernard, thank you very much. 
for being on the show. Appreciate it. Ian? Thank you, Ian. Thank, thank you for having you. us. Princess, all you thank guys. Dar, thanks a lot for all the help, too. I appreciate it. Big shout out to Dar. She's working the time clock for us today. Good show here. Kind heart. Give him a call. 206-866-4446. Or go to a kindheart.info. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters. Car Radio 97.3. Now, ma'am.